2: Strange Familiars, happy Halloween again. Welcome to the bonus episode, second for the week of Halloween. If you've seen something strange or unusual, if you've had an encounter with something paranormal, cryptids, ghosts, UFO, anything strange, and you'd like to tell your story, you can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 717-347-8554 am a little bit backed up on interviews right now. So the fastest way to get us your story is by leaving us a voicemail. If it cuts you off, you can always call back and finish your story. Again, that number is 717-347-8554. So we have a really interesting episode tonight. The genesis of this episode started on Facebook not too long ago, a few days ago, when the friend of the witness of this story posted her story about seeing some sort of female figure in the road that seemed to get hit by the car in front of her and disappear. A couple of listeners brought it to my attention. Eventually, the friend of the witness posted her story in the Strange Familiar's Gathering group, and I was able to get in touch with them. And later in this episode, we'll hear their story. Chad and I met them at the location of the event exactly a week after it happened, and we were able to get the whole story from the witnesses. But as we were looking around for other unusual things in the area, Chad started telling me stories because he grew up in the area, and he became my sort of tour guide for the strangeness of the Pigeon Hills. So we get into some history and some folklore, and we even uncover some new-to-me folklore from the area. A new creature, or at least a new name for a creature, called the Scraton.
3: So where are we, Chad? We are in what's called the high rock area of the Pigeon Hills. This is the highest point in these forested highlands, <laughs> I guess you can call them. And uh, we're near a, um, a gate. When you drive by the Pigeon Hills, you see these high radio towers. And up this little winding path is where they are. And that's where, the, like I said, the highest point geologically is here in the Pigeon Hills. And that's known as High Rock. Yes, it's this area is known as High Rock because it, it's called... Yeah, because it's a high rock. Right, right. <laughs> so, now, what's the story that goes with this? You said it had another name. Yes, yeah, so supposedly on the top up there is another rock that they called Pulpit Rock. I'm assuming that this story dates back to the late 1700s when this area was still had a, a was not really super populated mm-hmm. and you had a large population of native americans still in the area but the story goes that there was a, a minister or a priest who would preach to the native americans up there on pulpit rock on top here on the highest point in the pigeon hills that's a cool story though so, yeah it is I, now i don't know if this area had any religious significance Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Native Americans, I know they never like had any settlements here. This was more of a hunting grounds type area. There's a lot of water that comes off, a lot of streams that have their beginnings here, and there's a lot of um, natural springs in the area also. So, and like so many of the places we look at, a lot of iron, a lot of iron mines. Absolutely, absolutely, a lot of a lot of heritage of iron mines. I've told you this. Yeah, so. numerous times. It actually has a lot in common with Michelle because I've done some research. I found there was uh, numerous iron where they were mining iron. They actually did not do the the actual smelting here, so you didn't have the iron furnaces here. Other than the closest one would have been Marianne Furnace, which is more over towards Hanover area. Right. So, so the Spring Forge, Spring it? Forge, which is the old name for Spring Grove. Yeah. Was actually where they would forge the pig iron into oh, implements. Okay. okay, so it wasn't they weren't. They would uh, make like they weren't taking the raw uh, iron ore. No, it there. was a forge area okay. versus an actual furnace. The gotcha. only the closest furnace was Ann Furnace. Right. Um, Spring Spring Grove was originally known as Spring Forge mm-hmm. until P. H. Gladfelder took over the iron area. What happened was basically the forge failed. There were two owners. The forge failed, and then they started a paper mill there instead. Which and eventually, continues to this day. Absolutely, you know, another Glashfelder no longer owns it, but the paper mill has been running continuously for 154 years. That's pretty amazing. We actually have—I um, think I've told you this already—but it's actually a pretty cool little fact. We have a machine that we shut down. We just shut down like a year and a half ago. That ran almost continuously from. The late eighteen hundreds, till like I said, a year and a half ago, the original frame is still there. That's well. And in its day, it was the biggest machine, paper machine. Gladfiller actually had to have shipbuilders from New Hampshire come down and build it because they were the only people that knew how to big build objects like that, other than railroad workers, mm-hmm. out of iron. Mm-hmm. It, this machine's still there, and you can see the scrolling. It's like this beautiful old scrolling. Yeah, the, frame, make, the original frame is still there.
2: Even industrial equipment back in the day, they was made uh, artfully. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. I actually, have to, I'll get a picture of it and, and give it to you, to show you. But so we're not far from a road, as
2: you can hear, and there's some, um, at least one dog that's not happy with us. Yeah,
3: it's this. This is a, a populated area. I mean, there is unfortunately there used to be a park actually in this area in the High Rock area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Pigeon Hill Park. There's a monument that used to be there. I don't know what happened to the park, I guess vandals and all that and eventually it just it became residential land. Sat sadly. There's a mon- they moved the monument over to Cadoris Park, near Lake Marburg. Oh, okay. And the monument says that, you know, you can in these pigeon hills, you know, which you can view over yonder. <laughs> in these pigeon hills there used to be, you know, thousands and thousands of passenger pigeons.
4: Oh, okay. And they would
3: darken the sky. But that is not why the Pigeon Hills are named the Pigeon Hills. It's one theory. Okay. It's because of the amount of passenger pigeons that lived in the area. The surveyor who did the original surveying of this area in what was known as Paradise Township, his last name was Pigeon. So that's probably why they were called the Pigeon Hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to the Iron Iron Ore area. This, the Pigeon Hills was logged heavily for charcoal for the forge mm-hmm. because they still use charcoal in the forging process. There was a gentleman, a Dutchman, who came over, started it in the late 1700s. I forget his name. And then a family called Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N, took over the forge. They expanded it. They built houses for their employees, which I think some of the original houses down by where the mill is because where the forge was is where the mill is. They ex- built housing for their employees, and they also built houses for their employees up here, the woodchoppers and the colliers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so this area has been logged, and they even said, just like Michelle, it there were forest fires would be started.
2: I mean, that's something that's lost to us today, about how close people used to live to where they work. Like, now that we yeah. have you know, public transportation and cars and yeah. so forth, we don't live right beside where we work anymore. Yeah. But back in the day, they used to they used to do that. There yeah. was, uh, in Glen Rock, or right outside of Glen Rock... I don't know if you remember that tower that used to be down there Yes. Faust
3: the distillery
2: yeah that was called Faust town right around wow. there there was a whole town just outside of Glen Rock and that was they were just people who worked at the distillery that's just <laughs> where all the houses were yeah so there's a lot of ruins now and uh, you know some of them some of the houses are still there but a lot, a lot of ruins and stuff
3: and, and and that's how it was in Spring Grove I mean you know to this day you know just like it was with the Forge it's one industry that actually, you know, supplies for the uh, the whole town. Right. I think they did try some other ones. They did try to make dynamite or explosives somewhere. I don't know where.
2: There's a
5: lot
3: of
2: little, like, dynamite factories that popped up. I- I've noticed this, and they didn't tend to last long. It was very, very dangerous uh, work, as you could imagine. So it's it's
3: usually uh, one accident, and and it's over. And that's the end of it. Yeah. so... There were a couple little villages that existed up here, and I think that was probably the, the colliers and, and the woodchoppers. Mm-hmm. There's one little town called Malstown, Town, which, you know, it's just a bunch of houses. And then there's another area that's called Nat's Town. So on the old maps, they do show up. And actually what's funny is there were more people living up here then than what there are now. Which you would think is weird, yeah. But that's yeah. and I think that's because you know there were there was uh, there was industry here, mm-hmm. but you know now it's a beautiful area. I mean it's this is where I grew up, and it's. So do you know the name of that little burial ground? That was uh, I. I do not know the name of that cemetery. Okay, I, I, I do not know the name of that they, cemetery. It's
2: one of these little. They're often called God's Acres. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, I don't know if that's outside of the state too, but I've noticed that, like, in reading folklore books and stuff, they call it God's Acres. They're not even an acre; most of them are a
3: quarter of an acre, if that. Yeah.
2: But uh, you told me a really interesting story about a headless ghost associated with
3: that. Yes, yes. So, I don't know the time period when this happened, but supposedly, and that's this is the local legend, Mm -hmm. that there was a woman who was uh, spurned by a lover. And uh, she came up near that cemetery in that area, and she basically hung herself. She was supposed to be... They met nightly in this uh, woods area, Mm -hmm. which now there's woods everywhere, but... They uh, being her and her sweetheart. Yes, they being her and her her lover. Mm -hmm. There's woods everywhere now, but probably back then there wasn't, you know, because a lot of it was logged and so on and so forth. They met, and then I guess they were supposed to go get married or something. She showed up... He never showed up, and uh, she then killed herself. The local people did not know her. They didn't know who she was, so she must have been from out of the area and would come up and meet him up there. And uh, they ended up, supposedly, they cut her head off and put it in a jar so people could see it.
2: Could recognize her. To
3: recognize her, buried her body in that little cemetery, and supposedly... Her head never got buried; found its way back to her burial area, and she rises up out of the grave to find her head. So the headless
2: ghost. Yes, yeah, So the headless ghost. So. There, yeah, I mean, there's. So, it sounds like one of these like fantastical urban legend things, but there is the story, and we'll actually tell this on the podcast at one time when we do the proper history of the akamak uh, We'll either do it on this or, or possibly on Long Forgotten Friend whenever we start that podcast it's coming we're working on it it's just you know it's been been a busy time for uh,
3: it has been crazy for you <laughs> and me <laughs> but in
2: the newspaper it talks about so there's a murder associated with the akamak and again we'll get into all that a, a young woman was murdered and this is a true story this yeah is, this is provable and her murderer was put on trial first in New york and then they they uh, decided it was he was convicted too quickly and they like for whatever reason, he had another trial, so he was taken to Gettysburg right to have his trial. But they said her aunt showed up at that uh, at one of the trials, like outside. You know, this is very you know big news. Basically, this young beautiful girl got slain by this guy. You know, her aunt showed up with her heart in a jar that had that had the bullet hole, the hole in the heart. Wow! So she could show everybody, like this, so. This so maybe is her this heart. is a true thing. I mean. It sounds completely crazy, but like this was in the newspaper. This lady showed up with wow. her heart in a jar. So, you know, curiosities like that did happen. Like pickled punks in the, in the circus—that was a thing. Some of these, yeah, these you know, it's not a pretty name, but they were known as freaks. They died, and they just kept them, and they would put them in jars and formaldehyde
3: wow. and stuff, so they could still charge people to look at. So I'm assuming you know? I'm assuming that this was either from the age before photography mm-hmm. or. You know, just so you would have that. Or you know, she was just you know, the people didn't have access to a photographer right. or you know I mean,
2: if it's true, it seems you know, more than likely it's an urban legend, but that's what I'm guessing. But I'm but just saying, like the story. I said, with these with these other stories of people putting things in jars, it's like, I don't know, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe there's an outside chance maybe maybe it's true. But there are also headless ghost tales all over York. A lot of headless ghost stories, which is I find very interesting. I don't wow. know if that's everywhere, but we do have definite hmm. uh, you know, headless ghost stories uh, from Ray Myers Hall from Seven Valleys, which is, you know, what, over the hill? Not, not even you know, that far you know, from here. Yeah, there are headless ghost stories from, or Pleasureville? Where is that? Outside of York, heading towards Toad Road. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Ple- Pleasureville, I think it is. Um,
3: so, so, yeah, so... There, so, it, so,
2: around the area, there are headless ghost stores, more than, I think, th- that I've seen other places, but that doesn't mean other places don't have... Head- I mean, I think headless ghosts are a thing in general, but I, I do believe we have them, a good many of yeah. them
3: around New York. Yeah, but, like I said, she's supposed to show up, and, you know, she's supposed to wear white. because oh, of, of course. Of course. Because, you know, they, you know, they were going to go... I, I'm assuming either she was married, or the gentleman was married, mm-hmm. and then they, they would, you know, they were supposed to elope together, or they were forbidden, or something, something of that nature, you know. But so it's so interesting. All these little local areas have their stories, and
2: would you consider Heidelberg Township part of the Pigeon Hills generally?
3: Heidelberg Township is part of the Pigeon Hills. We are actually in Heidelberg Township. Okay, there are three townships that make up the Pigeon Hills. You have Paradise, which is more over that way, mm-hmm. more to the north. You have Jackson, which is right above Spring Grove. Mm-hmm. That's kind of more the center area. And then you have Heidelberg, which is more towards the uh, Hanover okay. side. So, And, you know, the Pigeon Hills runs from basically from north in like kind of a north-southwest like southwest area. Kind It of starts in kind of northern near Route 30, and then it runs towards Hanover. So... So I collected this story from Heidelberg, and
2: it's from the 1800s, and they talk about it occurs on the old Mennonite Road, and I'll read it for everybody. I think I've read it on the podcast before, but it's a short story. It's worth reading again. But it talks about people seeing all manner of what they called spooks at this one intersection or on this one road, and uh, they were seeing dogs and fiery children, I believe they said, and, and just all kinds of things. I am not surprised. I've written the Historical Society in Hanover to see if they could tell me what the Mennonite Road was, because it says it was, it, right. it was... I believe they said it was at the intersection of the York Road, which has to be, what, 116 right over there. But
3: that was known as the Monogacy Road. Was it? That was known as the Monogacy Road from the early 1700s on. Okay. Well, they, would, they said from the York
2: Road at the corner of that and the intersection of that or the corner, I forget how it's phrased, and the, Men- the old Mennonite Road, I believe. So-, All right, so
3: York Road would be, I'm assuming, Route 30, possibly. Okay. okay. All and right. then um, Hanover Road is also like the Mangus Mills Road that mm-hmm. runs in front of the old high school. 116 was known as the Monocacy. Okay. But there are two more roads that join Route 30 from the Pigeon Hills because there are two main legs that run north and south from 116. Now, to, would, would both of those be in Heidelberg?
2: Cause it's definitely set the Heidel- ends could Heidelberg be in Heidelberg.
3: Heidelberg. Yeah, it could be Mousetown Road. Mousetown Road that we were just on runs all the way from that intersection with that church, which is Heidelberg, mm-hmm. all the way to Route 30. The other road is Lake Road, which runs basically from Spring Grove right. to Route 30. Interesting. So if you're talking about Heidelberg Township, it probably would be, my guess, somewhere along Mousetown Road. Hmm. So it would be like where we turned at that church, and then we kind of came up along here. Mm-hmm. So we can run that whole Yeah, lane. let's take a look at and that. And there is, there is a large population of Mennonites that live in this area. Yeah, that might be it. Well, there's we, we'll there's see. an old Mennonite meeting house on Mouse, on near Mousetown Road. Yeah, I would say that might be <laughs> it then. <laughs>
2: So this is the article I referenced in the previous segment. It comes from the York Daily, January 20th, 1875. Spook story. It is reported that considerable excitement prevails in Heidelberg Township near Hanover in regard to spooks, and there are some startling rumors afloat of terrible ghostly visitations having been seen recently on the York Road close to the Mennonite Road. These weird visitants from the other world assume diverse forms and shapes, sometimes appearing in the form of a fiery man or child, and again in the shape of a large black dog. Many of the timid absolutely refuse to pass along the haunted spot after nightfall, and the boldest hearts quake and tremble with fear when obliged to pass the vicinity, where the spooks do nightly congregate and hold their phantom revels. Before we get on with the rest of the show, I want to thank our patrons. Strange Familiars is possible only by the support of our patrons. Without our patrons, we could not make the show. So thank you very much, patrons. If you would like to help us continue to make Strange Familiars and get more content, you can become a patron at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. For just $3 a month, you get extra shows. We do at least one full extra show every month for patrons. We often do more. In October, we did too, and gave some other bonus content besides. But we do guarantee that one full episode of Strange Familiars every month for our patrons. You can check out all the different levels of support at Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash strange familiars. Where you can get things like t-shirts, copies of my books, original artwork, and more. There's all different kinds of levels of support there. Check it out at patreon.com. If you do not like the idea of a monthly subscription like Patreon and you still like to help, there is a PayPal.me link in the show notes at strangefamiliars.com, which you can use to make a PayPal donation, which is a great help as well. And something everybody can do that is also a help is to make sure to hit that like and subscribe button wherever you're listening, whatever podcatcher you use, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever it is. Leave us those nice five-star reviews. That helps get the podcast in front of new potential listeners. And you can always share the show on social media. Help get the word out.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
5: information, Information connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. So
3: Tell me about the Scratton. The (laughs) Scratin and the Bouts. And the Bouts. No, it's the boats. <laughs> <laughs> So, I have deep roots in this area. Basically, my family has lived in the Pigeon Hills or in the sh- around the Pigeon Hills for five plus generations, and maybe even further. So, and that's on my mother's side, and uh, my dad's family actually lived here for a long time too, but not as long as my uh, mother's side had. And, you know, they are very Pennsylvania Dutch. I mean, you don't get any more Pennsylvania Dutch than Lentz. And <laughs> uh, my grandfather could speak Pennsylvania Dutch. I wish I would have learned it from him, looking back on what I know now. But it, you never know, you know, as you grow up. But so the Scratton, you want to hear about the Scraton first. Okay. Oh, yeah. So my grandparents lived in a house that is like, not even a mile from where I currently live now even though I you know I just moved here back here their house was really small and I used to always go up into the woods you know because they lived at the kind of at the foot of not at the foot of the hill but on a hillside and I would go up into the woods and I would just roam for miles and miles and miles and miles to the point where like if my mo- mother was um, visiting and had dropped me off my mom would just leave and then they would take me home mm. So they were used to me being gone, and they knew I knew the woods, and I was comfortable up there. My great grandmother was visiting one time, and the rule was if I was going into the woods, I had to let them know where I was that I was going to do that on account that they knew I would be gone. Right. So that you know, just uh, other than that, I was pretty much allowed to just roam freely. So I went in there, and their house was very small, basically two rooms and like not even like it was like a story and a half kitchen was the biggest room so everybody would gather in the kitchen and there was a wood stove there and my grandma my great grandma would always sit in a rocking chair right there by the doorway going into the living room by the wood stove no matter what the weather (laughs) so this was like i guess in the fall you know around this time and uh i walked in there and my grandfather was sitting at the table And my grandmother was either cooking or doing dishes. It was one of the two. And I was 11, maybe 12. My mom was sitting at the table also. And my great-grandmother was, like I said, in the rocking chair. So I said, Grandma, Grandpa, Mom, I'm going up into the woods. I said, I'm going to go up and play. Well, my great-grandmother had this look on her face. And I remember this because of what happened. My great-grandmother looked, and she goes, she looked very concerned, is basically the best way to describe it. She didn't look happy about the idea, and she goes, she goes, Russ, and that was the name of my grandfather, that was his middle name, actually, Russ, you can't let him go up there alone. You, you can't go up there. And he kind of looked at her, and he said, he'll be fine, he does it all the time. And she goes, well, you shouldn't let him do that. She goes, the Scraton will get him. That's how she said it. She said, The Skratten. Now, I don't know if that was like The Skratten or... Or the German Der. Der or der D or Skratten. what. But, you know, the way she said it, you know, she slurred it. She's like, The Skratten will get him. And my mom kind of rolled her eyes. Now, did she speak Dutch? She spoke Pennsylvania Dutch also. Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. And um, I do not know what her maiden name is. I, I That I need to find out. So she was very concerned... And my mom kind of rolled her eyes, and then, you know, right away, being a kid, well, what's the scratton? You know, I'm like, what's the scratton, great great grandma? What, what's the scratton? And she goes, she goes, the scratton will get you. You you can't go up there. And you know, because I was like, why? And she's like, well, my my father used to tell me, you you can't go up into the woods in the pigeon hills, because the scratton will get you. <laughs> you know, and and basically, the story goes that she. Said then was that if you go up into the pigeon hills by yourself into the woods and you're there, you might not come back. Mm-hmm. Something, either they or one thing. I don't know if the Scraton was a plural, you know, if, if Scrat, if it was Scraton, you know, because sometimes German they use the EN for a plural. You're right. I don't know if that was one thing, if it was multiple things or was one thing. But if you go up there, supposedly it would get you and you wouldn't come back, you would disappear. Well, you told me about this, and I, I went right to
2: the internet, and first thing that came up was skrati, which is a Norse term for, like, a goblin. And then very quickly after that, we found the German is pretty much yeah. skratten It's pretty much that word. It refers to, what they say, like a, like a hairy goblin kind of thing. Yeah, small, I think you said, what, moss folk? Like, moss people is one name for them. Uh, you know, this general idea of these... Creatures that live in the woods. Yeah, they
3: supposedly wore moss clothing and were were hairy and and small, I guess. So
2: yeah, I mean, well, some of yeah, the, the, some the, were, some, some were, yeah, but uh, we assume, you know, that uh, that they were small. In any case, I mean, there's no. It's not even a question. That's the word. I mean, that was the word that was used in Germany. That it came over in some way. Yeah. No, the the only question is. Is it the same thing they were referring to in Germany, or is it something else here that they named that, they that. assigned that name? Yeah, right.
3: and it's it's crazy. I mean, because I remember this because I was when we had when you when I heard about the incident that we're going to go talk to the, the ladies tonight about, and I was just like, well, I wonder. You know, I remember, I remembered some of the old um, legends, and I called my mom and I asked her if she remembered anything. And then I remembered this memory and the, and I'm like oh my god the thecratan the and I asked my mom I said well what were the discratin you know because you know my great grandma must have told her too mm-hmm. and because my mother and my aunt grew up here and she said um, they were they were little that's all my mom would say mm. they were little whatever that meant and uh, I remember this very vividly this memory because my grandmother was never good enough for my grandfather and my great grandmother's eyes. And they were both feisty women. <laughs> short feisty women. And my my grandmother turned around and she said to my great grandmother, "If he wants to go in the woods, he can do it. He's fine. He does it all the time. He knows these woods. He will be fine. He can do it. This is our house." And my great grandmother literally got up and she was very, you know, she wasn't like a big huge woman. Got up out of the out of the the rocking chair, and she's like, "You can't let him go by himself. You can't." I mean, she was literally worried about my safety. So, I wish I would have asked her what happened. So I don't know if something happened to her. Mm-hmm. her she said her father told her about it, or something happened to him. But she was adamant. Yeah, that's the thing. These stories. I mean, I'm so
2: happy because I love these bookwork names for these things. Well, and, this
3: actually gave me, you know, I, I some you know what these are i i didn't know and but we got another one yet too <laughs> and, and, and to find
2: like these new folkloric names that that you know i've never heard that reference in any local folklore, but it, it completely jives with the german yeah you know what i mean it, it's it's certainly a thing uh there was even one form of it that they they said was one of these nightmare creatures which i was telling you would have been like the trotter head that's in the, uh-huh. in the long lost friend it would have been been equivalent to that so that was a, not the a Scraton, but it was a form of that. It was like, a, I, I forget, they said it was the diminutive form of that. It was one of these kinds of nightmare creatures. So it was very, very interesting. Super, super excited it, to have another like you know, folklore creature or it another blew, name.
3: It blew, my name, blew me away because it was just family folklore. Right. And right. then you know, I gave you an ad. I said, well, Tim would know if anybody would know. <laughs> I told my wife that. And then I gave you the name, and then you just like, found all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. you Because know, I never thought the look. Oh, it's it's, so, a,
2: it's amazing and we're working on
3: the bouts the bouts so <laughs> the bouts you know i gotta tell you the bouts and my son will even tell you about the bouts <laughs> so my grandfather oh by the way at the end of the story what eventually happened is the reason i remember the scratton was my great grandmother and my grandmother got in an argument so my grandfather finally stood up and said enough he said, "I'm going outside, anyways. I'll yell for him every half hour, and he'll answer me." <laughs> and then we got outside, and I said, "Do I really have to do that, Grandpa?" He's like, "Well, just do it once. It'll make everybody happy. We'll be fine." <laughs> so that you know, that's that was that's why I remember that because it was such a row. I mean, <laughs> it, re, it was really they these two women were going at it over me wanting to go outside and play in the woods. <laughs> so, anyways, the bouts. So, Grandpa used to always tell us, "This is the same grandfather." It's the same grandfather. Yep. So, I must have two cryptids or whatever in my family. My grandfather, and this was my mom's father, would always say, and this was to me and my cousins and even up to my kids, you know, and he just passed away like probably a year ago. It'll be two years in February. I miss him very much. And I wish I would have asked him. But he'd be always like, the bouts is going to get you. (laughs) And that's how he would say it, you know, the bouts. And he'd always stress the bouts. You know, go up there, you know, be careful of the of the bouts. And I don't know if that was had to do with the scratton or what. Right. But, you know, and, and I remember when I was talking on the phone this week with my mom, and I said the bouts, and I said it just like that, the bouts. <laughs> Chase goes, oh, I know about that. He used to tell me that too. <laughs> so I never thought of anything of it. But... Yeah, yeah. Now, that, that one, we we're having to play
2: with a little bit more jerry had a good idea he's better than than i am with pennsylvania dutch for sure and uh i asked him i said no you know phonetically it sounds like the bouts
3: now, which is B D E or d a b yeah and once again is it the bouts or is it a corrupted dare d dos exactly
2: but i you know i told him i said you know i can't find anything on it do you have any ideas and he had a great idea that maybe the b is sort of an anglicized german v and it would have been anglicized version of a german v you know? right and he said you know a word for the woods would have been de devot de yes devot it would have pronounced, been pronounced that way. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the German W rather is pronounced like a V. But over time, did it get sort of anglicized to a B, a sound, yeah. which, which has happened with, with other local words. It's not a, a thing that didn't happen. Right. So, would it, uh, could that have referred to something that lived in the woods? I mean, that's our best guess right now. Maybe, if anybody's listening and you have ideas... Let us know. Yeah, please. We, I would you know, like to know. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to crack that one.
3: Yeah, and I think you had also said maybe something about a will-o'-the-wisp or something of that I nature. Did, I did find one reference
2: in Grimm, and I had so many windows open on my browser that it was under a uh, heading for light. So, you know, Grimm collected all kinds of folklore from Germany. Yeah. And then I lost it, and I can't seem to find it again. Oh, man. But I did, so it's possible also that it could it could reference some sort
3: of light in the woods, which too. which goes into we might as well just roll right into that legend, which was the lights. So you had said before that this place was known for oh I've I've UFOs? yeah I've gotten
2: uh in fact when I was writing my first book I was trying to document everything. There were actually so many UFO reports from the Pigeon Hills that I just chose one because I didn't feel... I was towards the end of the book, and I just, like, I can't write every one of these down. Right. So I just picked, like, the best one or the most recent one and used that one. But, yeah, there's quite a lot of UFO encounters Uh up here that stuff. There's
3: also a legend, and I've actually found this on the Internet. Down the road from here is a man-made lake that was made for... The paper mill mm-hmm. called Lake Bahajico, and there used to be a hollow there. So, before it got flooded by the dam, there's a creek that runs through there, so it was like a hollow with a creek. Mm-hmm. There was a legend there was a hollow there that people would see ghost lights, and they were afraid to go, they would not go into that hollow. So, so all of these things we're talking about are within a f- few square miles. Oh, we're talking like, yeah. Not even five square, you know, maybe five square miles total. Right. It's yeah, just so much packed. That's interesting. And then on top of that, when the lake was flooded, people said they were seeing the lights above the lake. Wow. So that's another one.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know? And yeah, there are definitely no shortage of, of UFO or mystery light reports from here. And that continues into Seven Valleys as well. hmm I mean... They were mining iron there, too. Like, where did the Seven Valleys mining stop and the, yeah. the Pigeon Hills mining yeah. start? Yeah, and, I, well, you, know.
3: you had the, the little valley in between, mm-hmm. you know, where Spring Grove and all that lies. Mm-hmm. But, no, it, it, there was a lot of, you know, right across from there, that area was, a, was an ore hole. I have mm-hmm. a map that shows that. And, you know, people used to see lights in the woods, not UFOs, but right, the, right. The lights in the woods. Mr. I always lights. heard that growing up. You know, there's there's lights in the woods gets spooky up here at times at night yeah and not that i'm afraid of it but just saying
2: no, yeah. <laughs> no but we'll have another story hopefully we're supposed to meet some people here yeah and i purposely didn't get all the details on that because i wanted to no i didn't want you to get all the details i wanted to talk I'm, to them I'm and, and have them tell their story
3: if they say something about a woman with out of head or or in yeah, white yeah we're it, exactly we, we were very close to that graveyard mm-hmm. we were very close so, so. so we'll
2: see, but that again happened within right within the same area we're yeah. talking about, and this happened one week ago. We're literally yeah. gonna be there one
3: week after she saw whatever she saw actually, it was two people, I think two people that saw it, oh yeah, two different cars yeah, stopped. It was two different cars yeah. stopped so it wasn't just like two people in one vehicle no it no. was two yeah. people that saw it
2: yeah, it might even be more than two people and saw it it was just definitely two vehicles, two vehicles stopped and had a conversation about
3: it in so. all in all this is within two three miles of one another you mm-hmm. know where where my grandparents were where i grew up you know that's all within two three miles it took you to that intersection it took us what three minutes to get there right yeah. if even that and everything's close I mean, yeah so yeah we literally
2: passed your grandparents <laughs> house or your grandparents old house where you would have been talking about this yeah right that's yeah where we that's exactly that where it happened yeah
3: <laughs> As on the way to go to this intersection yep. where these people saw what they saw. And it? then and then the cemetery that we had found, or that I showed you, the old abandoned cemetery is like right up there from there too. Yeah, yeah. So And then the road is called Iron Ridge Road mm-hmm. where they ironed, where they mined iron on the ridge. All right. Do you want to do the lost time and the, the weird... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Not? I just completely forgot about that. Yeah, okay. yeah. You have this... We haven't... Uh, two more stories. Two more stories. Okay,
2: so I... Because you, you've told me these things together, I kind of forged them into one story. Yeah, the, the I've told you this and, and, and the numerous times. Yeah. But they're two separate stories. They happen at two different times. Yeah, so
3: okay. I was probably about 16 or 17. My grandparents had moved out. My aunt moved into the house. She took over the house. Mm-hmm. And I, used, I just used to go up there all the time. I mean, I at this time lived in Spring Grove... So, you know, once again, I'm still in the area, right. you know, and um, I still would come up there all the time because I was just was comfortable up here. You know, this, this, like I tell like I tell you, I got deep roots here and got a lot of kinship here. I was walking around the woods with my cousin and we're just exploring the trails, you know, back through the woods that I, you know, and I knew these woods like the back of my hand, you know, cause I wormed them since I was a kid, since I was little and we're walking around and we're just like kind of, you know, chilling out in the, you know, on some of the rock formations and we're like, well, you know, we need to go back and we start starting head back. And like I said, I know the, all these trails. Okay. And this is the one time that I actually got lost. The one time I actually got lost and it just seemed like we couldn't get back to the house. Okay. So you're talking, this, this area of woods is less than two acres <laughs> or it's about two acres sounds like a story I've told yeah and you know I'm trying to I'm on familiar trails that I've known since I was you know five or six Mm -hmm. we couldn't get back to the house I'm like where the heck are we at and we kept coming almost back to where we were Mm -hmm. it started and it was strange it seemed like we were in the woods forever wow we're in here forever you know and you know and we eventually made it back and what felt like to us, I mean, like, we were looking at our, wa- at our watches. You know, we didn't have cell phones back then. Right, right. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, we've been out here for, like, you know, two or three hours. We got back, the clocks at the house said only 15, 20 minutes. I kid you not. So so it's almost like the the
2: opposite of missing time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it was like, lost time, but yeah, kind of strange. Like, yeah.
3: So it was like it was longer for us. Yeah, because we're trying to get home. Right. And I right. kid you not, the watch, my cousin's watch, which was set to that clock in the house, had changed. Yeah, that's weird. So, and it, we could not. I mean, I'm like, I know this is the trail. I know it goes this way. Well, you know, Chad, you know this area. Why? Why can't you get us back? And we're like, I, I should know. I shouldn't get lost here. Right. And I got lost in an area I knew. It yeah. was strange.
2: I. It is a really bizarre feeling. I mean. <laughs> it happened to me as an adult and, and like i said you know if it's you and me together and there's a creek nearby or something and we go off trail i'm not so worried about it but when i'm by myself and when i go off trail now i i blaze so i can find yeah. my way back because it, it freaked me out i enough. do that too it freaked me out enough where i was like wow if i would have been by myself i'm I'm glad james was with me because i honestly don't know well, there were I three of done. us and this happened
3: to us. Yeah. You know, and and it wasn't... And like I said, I knew the area. It wasn't like, you know... And since then, I always have a compass. You know, I always have a good idea mm-hmm. where we're going. You you know me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on it when it comes to the maps and all that stuff. And since then, I've been obsessive with never letting that happen to me again. Yeah. It, it, it was spooky.
2: I used to... Honestly, I was kind of cocky. I used to say, I can't get lost in the mm-hmm. woods. That's and, how I was. And after that day, I said, no more. I'm not taking the chances. And... I was with John in Michelle and I blazed. And uh, darn if it was, wasn't a good thing I did, because we, we went off trail and we found a really beautiful creek, and, and
3: it just had a, a great little hike. But on the way back, if I hadn't blazed, you would have never found would your never way never out. Found our way out. And that's why, like, I have the habit, even though this goes against your hide behind rule. <laughs> I always look back over my shoulder when I'm on a trail. No, I do too. Try not to do that. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's actually recommended to do that because yeah. the trails look different going back sure. the other direction than yeah. Yeah. what they do coming out.
2: Yeah, some of the folklore is, is not practical. Yes. You know, you know what I mean? That, that's just... But uh, it's sort of a meditation I do sometimes where I... If I'm on a familiar trail... Yeah. You know, that I've, I've hiked a bunch of times where I try to force myself not to look behind it's hard. It's very hard. It's, it's very hard. It's very hard. And you, it's interesting. You'll start hearing stuff that is like, "Oh, I gotta look. I need to look." But you, if you force yourself not to, it's a. It's actually a pretty neat kind of. I call it a walking meditation yeah. that I do sometimes.
3: It's interesting. It, it's just and and like I said, it was it was insane because it was, shouldn't have never happened. Mm-hmm. We were within two acres of woods, if not even. Well, it was about two acres, and the area that we were hanging in, and. Um, I mean I drove you around and it's not that huge. Right. And we got lost and I couldn't get us out and it was nuts. It was just like we kept ended up back in the same rock formation. It was crazy. And you know that never happened. So and it took longer for us than it did when we got back and then the watch was skewed. Yeah, that's weird. That's a really really weird part. So
2: what about this grove of trees? Uh, the was grove this, of was trees? this in the same area? This was again. in the,
3: this is within close to the same area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was in, like, the fall is when we had to, this all happened within the same year. Oh, wow. Okay. So this was like, I was like 16, 17. I was driving. Mm -hmm. That happened in the fall with the the whole missing time thing. So then we were exploring one time, and it was around, uh, around Christmas time. It was like a... Around the winter solstice time, whether that means anything, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I just remember that's when it was. It does, and it was deathly, (laughs) deathly cold out. there's snow everywhere. And we're in the woods, and we're just, you know, and we're near this one trail that was on the edge of the woods. And there's a farmer's field, and across from that is this looks like another section of woods. I said, "Let's go over there," you know. And my one cousin's like, "Well, there's three of us again." One cousin's like, well, I don't know, Chad, you know, that's trespassing. I'm like, come on, let's just go, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. So we walked across the woods, or the field, penetrated into the trees, and it was surrounded by like a really thick raspberry brambles, which mm-hmm. we have all around here. We got in there, and they were the biggest trees I've ever seen in this area. I mean, they were huge. You you, you couldn't put your arms around. Look looked like oaks. Mm-hmm there are a lot of oaks up here massive you can see where somebody had had a fire and this sounds cliche but this is what i saw okay and there were just animal parts everywhere and then there looked like there was stuff carved into the trees so like symbols symbols i don't know what they are Mm -hmm. i i don't remember what they were but i just remember and it just Mm -hmm. looked like you know, and then we're standing there, we're looking at this, and then we just got this feeling of, like, you shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. and we just, like, we all three looked at and just said, yeah, let's go, and then we turned around and we left, okay? So now, a couple weeks later, I lived in another house back in the Pigeon, I moved in and out of this area my whole life, okay. so <laughs> I was living in, it was before my parents were divorced, I was in uh I was in a farmhouse, like right up the road from where my aunt, my grandparents' house was. Okay. So we're like within that same area. It was near that Altlands Ranch area I showed you. Okay. I can actually show you that house if you want to see it. We had four acres there. And two of it was like, it was like a field, like a pasture. So you'd go down over a hill and down in there was a creek and there's tons of little creeks here. Mm-hmm. And it was just like an old pasture. So I'd hang out down there in a the creek, you know, and it was all wooded. Right. And I was down in there, and I saw footprints, like, headed towards the house. And you can see where they had started. They kind of circled around, up around the top of the pasture, near the old fence line, and went back down in and stopped where they had started. They stopped in the same place they started. Wow. Okay. Now, when you say footprints... We're talking three-toed footprints. Three-toed footprints. Three-toed footprints. Wow. So, like, like a bird or like something... Just three toes. So, I can't remember. I think it had a heel, and it wasn't okay. like bird, like a bird with the, the right. dactyl. Right. The, no, three toes. Like oh, wow. All the noise you hear, by the way, is just leaves falling. We're it's, in the middle of the woods. Yes, it's. Um, so, what time of year was that? That was in the winter time. Was it? This was. I was on Christmas break. Okay. So it was between Christ, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. See, so the, we're, it's October
2: 30th when we're recording this. I don't know at what point. I will uh, publish it, and of course, Halloween has this reputation for being like the thinning of the veil. Yes, and the yes. And stuff. uh Folklorically speaking, the winter solstice and that time between Christmas and Old Christmas, which has been early January, so right? It depends on the calendar. Usually, January sixth to eighth, sometime in there. That's which, actually which is
3: when I was born, by the way. Is it January eighth? Is when I was born. Look at that. <laughs> How's that but for a
2: synchronous? The, the veil is actually considerably thinner during those times. That is a very, very, folklorically speaking, yeah. a very, very active time to, to see spirits and ghosts and so forth. It's Halloween's got the reputation, but it's really sort of Halloween's sort of that beginning part of that whole season. Right. And then it gets more intense until through the Christmas year, you
3: know, time. And then Christmas time and is really a time of ghosts. It really is. That's, and I, I remember being terrified. Because I was like, "Oh my God, what is that?" You know, I didn't know what the prints were. Right. You know, they remember about how long they were. They, they were a little longer than a than a. Oh, so so, quite big. Not giant, giant. Right. But they were, you know, they were good size. They were bigger (laughs) than my shoe. Bigger than your. Wow. Yeah. No, that's considerable. Now, you know, I'm only like a size nine and a half or whatever. No, but I remember it, and then they they were three toed, and I don't now I don't know if they were distorted. Mm-hmm. From melting, you know, snow melts and right. refreezes. Right. But they started in one spot, other thing, starting to rain. Yeah. And moved along, moved up along the creek, mm-hmm. up the hill, within the eyesight of the house, along the fence, back down, and then they came, it was, they did a circle. Wow. They stopped where they started. And there was no prints from anybody coming in. hmm So... I don't know. You tell me. I mean, when I was a kid, I was terrified because I'm like, oh, my God, you know, we shouldn't have been in that in that grove. You know, now oh, did you connect it to that? That's what I thought. Oh, wow, wow. We, we were in a place we shouldn't have been. And now something's watching. us, Right. You know, right. but that was when I was a kid. Nowadays, I wouldn't be I wouldn't connect the dots. But th- I, I don't know, man.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, you know, you know I, yeah, that's wild. That it stopped and started in the same place and then didn't like you couldn't see it like go from there. No, anyway. no. There
3: was nowhere it came in, you know, and I'm trying to, you know. Being me, you know me. I'm trying to figure out what this is, and I, and I told my one cousin. And I said, "Dude, you know, there's all these." He's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "He's like," and he was afraid he was going to have some, a visitor at his house. <laughs> how many,
2: uh, how many tracks would you say in total? <sighs> if you had to guess, I, I honestly can't remember. Okay, so, I mean, what would your estimate be of the distance that the, the trackway between
3: cover? the tracks? You know. So that a good, a would, that good would be the left foot. A good stride. A good stride. Yeah. It was further than I could stride.
2: Right. So and then you know. And then I mean, so the whole trackway though, would you say it covered oh, hundreds of yards or a hundred yards? A couple, hun- couple Hundreds of, of yards. Yeah. Of it, yards.
3: it traveled within basically an area as big as this. And you it would be like walking up around here. So you're talking like almost like an acre. And you could literally follow the whole you thing. You could follow the whole thing. Wow. You
4: that's could see really, where it would cool. start,
3: and then it stopped not within the same area but within five feet of it right and the stride i'm guessing was i don't know four feet between four, four and, five, and five, feet. five feet
2: yeah yeah oh that's super interesting
3: though i, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't tell you this stuff because we just didn't get to it yet. Well, no <laughs> and i <laughs> i know the way
2: you know so if you haven't been super interested in this your whole life or at least not focused on it you're the way you, we are now yeah you know, it's the kind of thing where sometimes you're like why didn't I think about that one thing? You know, what I mean, yeah. It, it, like I said, with me and my, you know, my my so-called abduction thing, and then when I was a kid, I had these what I thought were dreams. I was awake, but I call, always called them bad dreams about these three witches being in my house. Only very recently did I connect that to like the later what I call it abduction experience. Yeah. Like, and were they necessarily connected? I don't know, but it's that kind of thing where I was like, you know, I'm thinking back, I was like, wow that happened you know and
3: it's just like why didn't I think well, about that before back then I connected it to that grove of to trees that grove. And that's I was interesting like, and I was like oh my god we shouldn't have been there and so this was in that same winter
2: holiday that then. same
3: winter holiday That this all happened in that same year so you're talking in the in the 90s right probably like I don't know wow that's super interesting like it, early ni- very early ni- I graduated 92 so it had mm-hmm. to have been like 89 90 somewhere around in that area right you know and, and actually no it was not it was 91 it okay. was in 91 and i was i was scared to death you know mm-hmm. it was terrifying and because i was like oh my god we we disturbed something we shouldn't have disturbed <laughs> and you know my cousin was like oh my god and squirrel chipmunk we got yeah. we're infested with chipmunks here <laughs> and it was just uh it was spooky you know it really was yeah. and then you know that was the end of it you know it, it was it was weird and there are there are legends of people doing you know having ceremonies and all that mm. you know and mm. sure. you know i don't look negatively on that stuff now but right back yeah. then you know i was like oh man you know this yeah, is sure. big stuff you know let's get out of the rain yeah let's go
2: So I was doing some looking around for old articles in the newspaper, and one really struck me in regards to Chad's story of finding that grove of trees and bones and the strange symbols carved on the tree. This comes from the Gettysburg Times from the 5th of June, 1930. Investigate grave in Pigeon Hills. Ghosts active. Country folk tell York County authorities. Spooks are again abroad in the Pigeon Hills, and reports of spells and incantations make the residents of that section of York County shudder with dread and consternation. The attention of District Attorney Ralph Fisher of York has been called by Frank Hook, Mengus Mills, to the finding of what appears to be a new-made grave in the woods near the home of Burt Hoover, residing near Natstown, about two miles north of Mengus Mills. Hoover is reported to have found the grave close to his farm. On a tree nearby is carved the word beware, with the rude depiction of a skull and crossbones. The grave was found several days ago and reported to District Attorney Fisher Tuesday. Mr. Fisher has promised an investigation. I thought that was a very interesting and creepy story in light of Chad's story, finding bones and strange symbols carved in trees. Chad also mentioned the great number of ore banks and ore holes in the area, and I found this other article from... August 2nd, 1902, it appeared in the York Daily newspaper. Worry calls Snyder suicide, found drowned in an old ore bank near Malstown. Weighted himself with stone. Indictment for alleged incest hung heavily upon him. Claimed he was innocent and would get even with his accusers. The body of James E. Snyder of York was found about 9.30 o'clock yesterday morning in an ore bank about half filled with water on the farm of Frank S. Betchel. Near Malstown, Heidelberg Township, M.E. Eichelberger and Martin Barnhart, two residents of the neighborhood while out gathering blackberries, came close to the bank and noticed an object floating on the surface of the water near the shore. They investigated, and on closer inspection found the object to be the body of a man. They secured a pole and dragged the body to the bank. Attached to the left leg near the knee by a piece of wire was a heavy stone, which the man had evidently fastened to his body to make his drowning sure after he took the plunge. Eichelberger and Barnhart, after securing the body, notified Justice of the Peace J. A. Becker and Constable E. S. Brillhart of Heidelberg Township. The news of the finding of the body spread rapidly, and a large crowd of people were soon gathered at the scene of the drowning. As soon as the body was recovered, it was recognized as that of James E. Snyder by several people. The age of Mr. Snyder was forty-three years and two months. He leaves to survive him five children, namely Rena Snyder, Mrs. Riley, Alverga Snyder, George, and Frank Snyder. The wife of the deceased died about two years ago. She was the daughter of Joseph Lookaball of near Mouthtown. For the past year, Mr. Snyder had been boarding with Mr. L. E. Wampler, living at 802 East Philadelphia Street, this city. Mr. Snyder, Mr. Wampler said, has always behaved himself. He was well-liked and temperate in his habits. A short time ago, he was accused and indicted by the grand jury of incest, alleged to have been committed upon Mrs. Riley. He was held in $500 bail to appear for trial at the August court. Accusation of this crime seemed to weigh heavily on the mind of Snyder, causing despondency. During the two weeks prior to his departure from Mr. Wampler's, he went out every evening, a thing that he before had not been accustomed to do. On Monday evening last, Snyder left his place of abode about 6.30, wearing his oldest clothes. That night he did not return, In his room were found a new suit of clothes, his watch, and some money. After this discovery, an investigation was set on foot to learn of his whereabouts. It was ascertained that he purchased a ticket for Kansas, and this was all that was found out until the suicide was revealed. Snyder constantly reiterated to Mr. Wampler that he was not guilty of the serious charges against him. He said it was unjust that he should have been charged with so serious a crime and that he would get even with his accusers if it took 20 years to do it. Mr. Reuben Ness and Mr. John Clapper went to Hanover to identify and bring to York the remains of the deceased, which were in a bad state of decomposition. So while that one's not a ghost story, it's certainly a strange death in the Malstown area. Now we get to the meeting with our witnesses, one of whom saw this figure. We met her on Wednesday night. October 30th, night before Halloween, exactly one week after she had seen this apparition or whatever it was she saw on the road. The witnesses wanted to remain anonymous, so we will respect that here. No names are given. But I did want to thank them for meeting us on a dark and cold rainy night in a place that was quite spooky to tell us their story.
1: It was clear out, actually. It was a really nice night.
2: <laughs> so where well, was it exactly?
1: Okay. I was coming the direction of that car. Mm-hmm. You see how the road slants up kind of like at a hill? Up through yes. here? Yeah. Okay, I drive an SUV, so my car sat above the the man in front of... The, who was in front of me. Okay. It, it sat above his car, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I could see... And we were coming over the hill. I was about one and a half car lengths, I'd estimate, um, away from him. Mm -hmm. And as we were coming up over the hill, the only way I can explain it is when you're driving, I don't, like, you kind of use your peripheral vision. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing his car in front of me, but I can also see, like, my attention was drawn to the front of his car with his high beams. Right. right. And I saw a figure, and this figure, like, (laughs) you couldn't see through it. Like, it was a figure. It was a female build, um, longer hair. He slammed on his brakes, stopped. I, you know, stopped as well behind him.
3: Okay. He Which got out completely of... completely understandable. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I had to, you know, but he slammed on his brakes, I guess, thinking he hit... I thought he hit this person. I started, like... I felt like somebody punched me in the stomach. Wow. Like, I was... I thought, oh, my gosh, I just witnessed somebody being hit. And... He got out of his car, and I watched him, like, walk around his car several times. He walked over, because um, it was, like, right here. It was, like, right like in right here after that thing. He walked over in that field. He looked over those trees. He was, like, going all over. I didn't get out of my car because I was just kind of freaked out, sure, I think, yeah. in shock. Yeah. I, I opened my car window, though, um, halfway, maybe a little less than halfway. And um, I pulled my car up and looked... And at that point, he walked up to my car and he said, did you see? And I said, yes. And he said, what the f***? Is, that was our conversation. Right, right. He, he went around his car some more. I pulled out my car even more. I, nothing. There was nothing there. So, at that point, we just kind of look. He came back, and we really didn't say much to each other. And I didn't think to get, like, his information or anything because it's just, I was baffled. Right. You know? Yeah,
2: well, there wasn't. Yeah. So I'm we assuming both, there wasn't damage to his car or anything.
1: No, I, I didn't see anything. Right, right. He did say anything. So, we both got in our cars. We drove up, and he turned right at the stop sign, and I turned left, and that was it. And my friend actually had been posting things on Facebook because after it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I would really like to talk to this guy, you know, Right, right. maybe if he would reach out or something. So she started posting things thinking maybe by chance, you know, he might pop up somewhere and he mm-hmm. still might. I, I wish he would because I'm sure he got a better look than I did. And I kept, I, you know, I'm telling myself maybe it was a deer, maybe, but it, it, there's no way it, it, it wasn't a deer. Right. Like this was, you know... I, I can't explain it. I really can't.
3: <laughs> now, was it within the area of the trees here?
1: Yeah, it was. I could, sh- I mean, I know for a fact because the there's a driveway up here. Right. So, well, it would have been to my left. And Oh,
3: I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine.
1: And right after you packed the driveway, it was probably right through here. Okay. And like this,
3: yeah. And you were heading down Iron Ridge I was, towards Vision Hill. Hill. Yeah, okay. yes. Okay. So it was
1: like right in here coming over this... It's like a slight hill, I guess. I don't, you know, yeah, it's like it a little kind of, rise. And yeah, it just, we were going the speed limit. Like, it was a nice, clear night. Um, he, sorry, I'm getting like nervous.
3: No, no, you're, you're perfectly
1: um, fine. Yeah, like, I, this is the
6: first, I, I would not even. No, so s- so it was
2: one week ago. Exactly. Exactly. Right?
3: Exactly. Yeah. 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 And was it about this time?
6: Yeah. Okay. It was, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say approximately like seven, Forty eight seven fifty. Because oh. I was supposed to be at her house at eight, and it okay. only it only takes like well, yeah. I mean, it only takes about five minutes to get to my house yeah. maybe less. And I probably showed up at your house about exactly at eight. You showed so. up right around eight o'clock. And, you, yeah. and
3: yeah. you said you could see through this figure. No, I couldn't. Oh, that's, oh you that's, could that was not a crazy. See it. No,
1: I. Now I did not. I mean, I cannot sit here and tell, you know, say that I saw this image perfectly because I did not. Like,
3: no, it happened fast. It no. happened
1: so fast, and in my mind, like. I can't say, oh, the you know, it had like a white shirt or, you know, blue pants. I just know it was female build, female figure. I know it had long hair and I couldn't see through it. Like his headlights hit this whatever it was, like head on because I even thought afterwards like maybe it was a projection or something
6: but like there's no way it could have been a projection and I don't really know. I actually happened to reach, I think it might even be this guy right here. Uh He lives right here. I found one of the neighbors right in this area and I asked him I said, there wouldn't happen to be any like teenagers or anybody thrown a a projection or prank. He goes Mm. everyone here has elementary kids.
3: And honestly, you don't do that in this area. Yeah.
6: <laughs> exactly.
1: That's <laughs> Because you will thinking. get shot at. Well and right, I I like those <laughs> yes. two, like the headlights would have kind of like
2: yeah if it was a cancelling. like a hologram or something it's <laughs> yeah, they're gonna true. hit it in a different way of had true. his high yeah. beams
1: on
3: i'm
2: surprised i had my
1: low you
3: but... didn't see like anything because you even now with us a lot with of no, light no lights there's a lot of a you rainy we're yeah. you could still see a a you bit still so with true. it being clear a bit a you know, well, yeah,
1: and like I said, it was it was when his headlight, like I I can't explain it. I mean, anyone who like it just lit it
4: up. It, lit it did, up. it
1: did. And anyone who's like seen a deer or something on the road, you know, like you can see them like even though the car there's a car in front of you, yeah, like <laughs> it sticks out. Like you're, it's, you know, you catch your eye catches it, like oh, uh, you know. And then
3: you said also you couldn't tell whether it had a dress on. No, or any, I I can't tell color. specifics. You I know just saw longer hair.
1: Okay. I know longer hair. I know long. I know. Well, when I say longer, my hands it's like. Like here,
3: shoulder length.
2: Yeah. yeah, like
1: longer hair. I know female build because You said it was you, dark hair, right? Yeah, it was Not dark. It was like hair. yeah, it was it was darker. I mean, but you know, it was but female build because it's you know. You well, it's definitely
3: it, it was solid enough that you could tell that it was a yeah. dark hair versus yeah, you know, if this yes. would have been something translucent. Yes. Because
1: I really, I'm telling you, like it it I like now I'm shaking. Like being here, I'm shaking because. It looked like... It, it was a person. It looked like it was a person. Like, I was crying because I thought somebody got hit. Like, I seriously thought I was... Yeah, watching, you were expecting to
6: see a body, right? I was expecting
1: to see a body, yeah. and it messes with your head when you're, oh, like... Yeah. You really think Absolutely. somebody's got hit, and
6: then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, there's nothing there. Especially if he was breaking that aggressively. Yeah, yeah. So, he had... It's not like he slowed down. I mean, he slammed on the brakes. Yeah. Like, he was...
3: And obviously it wasn't a deer or something like that because he wouldn't have said, what the F. Right.
6: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I can't lie and say, oh, yeah, we had this conversation about how we saw this woman. No, we were both, I think, just in shock at that point. Right. Like, our conversation was very brief and very, like, what? because the thing is, too, it's very dark out here, even on a clear, Like, it, it, you're on in the middle of nowhere. So it's like... It's not really, when something like that happens, you're not really going to be like, hey, so let's exchange phone numbers, and where do you no, live?
2: No, no. Right. You know, you're yeah. yeah. kind of like, let's get
1: out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, sure. What just happened?
2: Were you alone in, in your car? I
1: was alone in my car, yes. Yeah, yes. so that's even
2: creepier. And he was also,
1: right? White. which is why I did he was too, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, so you're.
1: That's why I didn't get out of my car. No, right. You did the right thing. I was creeped out. Yeah. Um. But I pulled up. I pulled up because I kept, I wanted to see, like, because in my mind I was like, somebody got hit somebody got hit but nobody was there did nobody you, got hit
3: did you happen to see what kind of car you had or color I, yes
1: it was a darker car it was i want it was like a sedan like a four-door i want to say like kind of like a, a toyota corolla
3: older I, or newer
1: probably newer okay like a newer corolla now i can't say for sure it was a corolla but i'm just saying like the it's make,
3: that the, design yeah yeah and what color was it
1: um it was like a darker color. I would say like a gray.
3: Okay. The reason I'm asking you because if I see a Corolla, I might just
1: you know, it was it and I was drive these roads all the time. I know <laughs> yeah. the man was probably like his height. I
3: don't okay. Know
1: all but he was like your height. He was probably in his fifties. He had glasses, okay. um, shorter hair. He wasn't overweight, but had kind of a belly. He had a, a golf shirt on. It kind of looked like maybe he just got off work or something. He had like more of a casual, you know, yeah. dress pants. I mean, I remember all of that, like. But
3: Yeah, so he wasn't, like, some young guy. Was some no, older dude. no, it
1: looked like he was just kind of coming home from work or something. Okay.
3: I, I, um, the reason I'm asking, because I'm just wondering, you know...
1: Yeah, it, and he turned you right. You normally
3: don't come up here and drive that way unless you're going
1: right, home right, or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but especially at that right. hour on him, mm-hmm. Wednesday. And I know he turned because I turned left, so it was kind of like we kind of, you know, went our separate ways. But, okay. but, yeah, so that was it.
5: Wow.
2: That's so cool. now... Y- you had reached out to someone who was doing some kind of psychic stuff nearby? Yes.
6: So I actually reached out to this lady who happens to have a spiritual center on Cop, Cop Road, I yeah. guess. It's like I know
3: a- where it is. My my um, wife is friends with her. Okay. She owns the rock shop in Gettysburg.
6: Okay, okay. So I know where you're talking about. So I, I kind of chit-chatted with her on the phone, and she said that at that time there was nothing going on. There. There. She okay. had nothing going on. She says, um, you know, she's a seer, and you know, welcome to my world. I see ghosts or spirits or whatever you want to call them all the time. And she basically said they're harmless; that they don't want to hurt you. And if she has any questions or needs any kind of support, to call her. And that's kind of where we left it.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. Maybe (laughs) you know, like like that's just to let you know
3: there is a cemetery close to here on uh, Milestown road like okay. right up around see i'm not that familiar
1: yeah, with this area either. at all yeah. i mean i know that um my husband actually when i told him about what happened he of course like looked up online and and there were i think two car accidents that happened very close yeah, to yeah i think Chad found those as well. i
3: found those as yeah. well there was um, one that but wednesday but that was at that all the way on yeah. 116 where and that was a gentleman here yeah. from carroll county yeah. who was
1: but there was one Jettison. I think on Pigeon Hill that happened in
3: yeah two thousand three I, I think it
6: turned out to high was. school girl yeah yeah she was, 2015. was she was, was
3: two thousand fifteen thank you
6: she
4: was texting, I don't, I don't know like I
6: said, oh
3: wow I, that was yeah. I was up up further near um um Five Points Road mm-hmm. so that was mm-hmm. up a little ways from here
6: yeah, yeah. 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 I mean so. I, and I think I saw another. Um, strange death where someone was on I don't know what year this was, this could have been decades ago but the guy was on a riding mower like he was mowing and somehow it flipped over and he got stuck underneath it and it was around here too so there's oh, yeah, been I remember that. More than a few stra- strange, you know, strange things, not not like a texting I can see There's a lot but. of
3: there are legends here and up here that I know because I've grown up here mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, do we know what township this is. This. Yeah, well, yeah. I looked at the maps, and this is almost kind of like a weird spot where it's like. Oh, you mentioned that. Yeah. Where one. One. Townships you're meet. on Paradise there. You're on Jackson here, and Heidelberg's there. Oh, okay. Wow. So this is kind of like where we're standing is like almost like,
6: hmm.
3: Jackson. hmm So it's it's like a weird spot, an intersection.
6: Yeah, because yeah, my house is well, I my house and my property is both Jackson and Paradise.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So you're near the so, line. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I'm not from. I have no idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can know where certain points are but not. See
6: I just I just know that she's had I did have a spiritual experience. experience years ago. Years ago. ago and Ten years ago. So I but just, it wasn't I a find it interesting scene. that it happened again. You I didn't know? see mm-hmm. it. Right. Like
1: what I was telling her is it was more like a hearing you know what I mean? We we heard myself and three other people heard something um in my house that I had lived in at the time. Long story short, it came down to, it was a beam, a barn beam, a really awesome barn beam that I had gotten for my mantle um, that my husband's friend gave us because they were redoing the wood in the barn, and this was around where I live, um, which is right near the Mason-Dixon line. Okay. And one night, there were some little things that happened, but I didn't didn't hear them or see them. It was more my husband, or my boyfriend, I guess you'd say at the time. But um, one night, there were four of us in my basement, and we heard a, like footsteps running across my house, up, uh, like, upstairs. And we were like, okay, what's going on? So we went up. There was nothing there. Uh, basically, long story short, the barn beam that I was given was the main beam of the old barn that mm-hmm. has been there since, like, the slave days. So we are assuming that that is where they would be ha- hung. You know, if if they were going to get hanged, you know, that type of thing. Um, mm. We um, got rid of it. Everything stopped after that. But that Really? Was, yeah. It, it stopped. We got rid of it. Because um, it happened once you got it. It happened. And then it, it stopped happening. once you got rid of it. Yeah yeah. 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 That was the only thing. Well, and at the time, that was the only thing we could, we could think of because, like, nothing had happened. You know, and mm-hmm. at this point, I'm a very, I've always been very logical. Like, I'm not one of those people that look at things and say oh yeah it's a gozer you know I, there's, it's a logical explanation so for someone like me to have that happen to them it's like you know I, I don't know It's and, and even this it's it's a little different you know and that's why I think I'm so freaked out because um, there's no logical explanation right. but, but I think in this instance too seeing is believing more so like when you're hearing things and th- you know it's like just the scene is just I can't
3: welcome to the Vision Hills <laughs>
4: <laughs> so. Wow
3: yeah. uh,
2: it's, it's, yeah. I, thank you so much. I love to be in the place where these things happen and see where they actually happen and to have people tell me like this is where it happened. Actually, that's how I met Chad. he had a very strange things happen uh, um, so things in, a, in kind the of woods world from there and, uh, <laughs> and he took me to the place with but, um, but also to be here you know almost exactly a week. After it happened at the same time of night, it's very, very interesting. I wish I had some answers. I don't, but
4: no, uh, I wish I did too.
3: I don't know of anything that has happened in this particular area mm-hmm. here. Being, you know, growing up here, and, and my family's lived in this area for five plus generations. Oh wow! Yeah. I've been, I have deepers here, so I've never heard of anything weird on this intersection. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of history in this area. I mean, there might have been houses that aren't here anymore i mean that house is old that's been here for a long time oh, wow. and, and the way you look at it with the barn on the other side this was the barn area so there might have been other outbuildings yeah. out here
4: but
1: yeah i i don't think i'm ever going to get an answer yeah <laughs> I mean, I'm you not won't for an if answer. i had one for you like i, yeah. I would more more than happily if I could tell you ever if i just hope that the guy if i could ever just see him or something again it would be a relief. just to like, no, you can just talk to that person and experience it too, and say like to them just to justify like right. this is what we saw. You um, know
2: what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, like, so this is the intersection. Uh, what's the intersection here again, Chad? This
3: um, is Iron Ridge Road and Pigeon Hill. Road. Pigeon Hill Road. So maybe somebody listening, you know, it's possible. I'll it's, keep my ears out around the mill too, because things get around that happen mm-hmm. in the community yeah. into the mill. So.
6: Yeah, no good.
3: So, well, thank you. Yeah.
6: No problem. I know. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs>
2: The car accident that one of the witnesses mentioned in the previous segment about the teenager, she was a 17-year-old girl. She died in March of 2015 in an accident on Pigeon Hill Road near Five Points Road. As Chad said, that was in Jackson Township. So that is our first dip into the history and folklore of the Pigeon Hills area of York County. If you have any stories related to the Pigeon Hills, if you know any folklore of the area that we didn't cover, I'd love to hear it. podcast at gmail.com I want to thank Eric C. for his PayPal donations. Eric makes pretty regular PayPal donations to the show, so thank you so much, Eric. Thanks everybody who listened. Once again, happy Halloween. We'll be back soon with another episode of Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Darkhollerarts.com Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. And
4: we are on Instagram, at strangefamiliars. I've lost my way